0: Oh, hey, Dom Salvucci. Hey, Eric Verner. How you doing? I'm doing well, big dog. How are you doing?
1: Uh, still looking my wounds from uh, no playoffs for the, my my Steelers this year. We came close, but there was another team that kind of snuck in.
0: Hey, man. You know what? Now, listen. The bottom line is, the first week you were lonely. Now this week, there's room on the couch for both of us. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like hey, we're all I was watching. for you group. guys.
1: I was rooting for the Finns.
0: Listen, I, I wanted a good game. I got a good game. It was a great game, but yeah. honestly to that next level they're you know, they're not there yet. You this is kind of the downfall. You know, I think every year they've had a new coach, they've made the playoffs, had they gone much further not so much. So, so kind of crazy, but yeah. So in my, yeah. in my stir craziness, I worked on trying to fix up the studio a little bit and adjust some lights and get some things together here and, you know, try to didn't didn't work on didn't quite get the beard shaved off or anything. So I think that's drastic, just a little bit of stuff. But yeah, I, I but was yeah, impre- so.
1: I was impressed because it wasn't your first string quarterback, wasn't your second <laughs> string quarterback, but it was your third string quarterback. No. Made a game of it.
0: I was impressed. It, and the crazy thing is he was drafted, uh he was the quarterback drafted right before Mr Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Mr. Purdy, you know, kicking buttons with the with the diners. So some doing some amazing stuff. But uh, so how's how's the weather? We're kind of getting sogged out here in the eastern part of the state. How about you guys?
1: We we had that earlier today. We dried out, had some sunshine. It was scary for a bit. I walked outside and there was this bright orb in the sky. I was like, whoa. And uh <laughs> we're supposed to get snow, a little bit of snow tonight. I think the uh, back end of the the front's coming through. So we won't be a fit day like we talked about last show, but uh right. You know, we got a little snow coming, which isn't okay. bad. It's, it's nice. We, we lucked out because uh, we'll talk about it later in the show. Um, this past week, we had our, the Tretsy Three Rivers Educational Technology mm-hmm. Conference, and last year, while my Steelers were getting trounced yeah. on television, the snow was coming down, and we got I got snowed out. I didn't make it down to Pittsburgh.
0: Ah, so, gotcha.
1: So yeah. this the weather, I'll take it. It's it's semi spring. You know, huh? fall mm-hmm. weather, early spring weather. I could, I could live with this.
0: Well, you know, you said it was really bright out. You'll know, go outside. You, you, didn't see your shadow or anything. And run back in or anything like that.
1: Like no, no, no we're not oh, going to okay. get. We're not going to get six right, more okay, weeks.
0: Okay. All right, okay. You know, we're not going to get into the predictions here. Okay, no, no predictions on that. Okay.
1: My predictions All haven't right. been so good.
0: <laughs> we're getting close, though. I mean, we're getting close yeah. to that time where where Phil becomes king and and the whole world watches. Man, so I know that's good stuff. Well, hey man, we you know we got a lot of things going on. Life's going well, you know. We're rolling. I, my daughters are getting finals and all that jazz, and um, rolling. And you know, we're we're in the middle of our second trimester going through school. But I think you're here. I'm here. I think it's time we kind of we kind of do something. What do you think?
1: I think so. I think it's about time for the PACT Pod. Let's crank it.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the PAECD Pod. Uh, this is episode 19. Can you believe that? It's
1: been a great run.
0: Oh, man. I, I just, I keep waiting for the hook. Like, who's coming to, like, yank us off like the gong show, you know what I mean?
1: Yep. There's, like, someone sneaking <laughs> in the back room, like, uh, Fred Claus where he flips the switch and all of a sudden the power goes out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't, hey, hey, sh- Hold on, knock on wood. We don't want we don't want any of that to happen. None of, none of that tonight. So we got PACT pod. We got uh, I'm Eric Verno. I have the pleasure of being the vice president of PACT and my co-host. I'm Dom Salvucci.
1: I'm honored to be the regional director for the Southwest region of PACT.
0: And it's 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 truly a, a blessing. It's truly awesome for us to be able to bring you this pod every third Thursday of the month. Um, and this is our first pod of 2023. Yes. Now, unofficially, like yeah. we had some unofficial little commercials, we we kind of did, you know, getting ready for KTI pre-con before Pete and C, um, you know, getting some stuff ready, and so we were working on a little bit of those shows, you know. But but this is our first official pot of the, the new year, so it's exciting stuff. And man, we're going bigger, better, and and we're following a golden rule of mine: when you're venturing in the new territory, find somebody smarter than you. Yes. Right. You know yes, what yes. 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 So we had to truly reach out. I mean, there's been a lot going on. I mean, obviously, we got, you know, all the excitement going on at Twitter. We've got all stuff going on in, in technology, let alone education technology. And uh, I tell you, there's there's you got teachers that are they're shaken if they're not understanding it. They're excitedly quaking if they do understanding it, if they do understand it. But uh, AI and education, man, it's it's kind of interesting what's going on, don't you think? Yeah,
1: very much so. I know um, when I caught some things that were going on, I was like, oh, you know, check this out. And I started playing with it, zipped out an email to our superintendent, like, hey, did you hear about this? And he was just like, oh, we have to see what's, you know, I heard about it. That we're going to be optimistically cautious and let's see what's going on. And, of course, I started playing with stuff and I'm like, hey, I didn't break anything yet, but, and, you know. Nothing came into the school network, but here's what I was playing with. And I mm-hmm. got the, you know, slow down. It's early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Hit me with the emails later. <laughs> Let me have my coffee 1st
0: like, okay. Like <laughs> a little dog so with coffee. my tail wagging. Like, oh, check That's this out. I know a new tool, a new tool. So we're going to invite on our first guest of the new year. <clears throat> yes. And uh, we got Jessica Barberry is going to be coming on. So real quick before we pull her on the show, she is a, Awesome member of PACT. She she's is. actually currently the uh, secretary for the PACT's out of state region, which they're doing such an awesome job. She's mm-hmm. a uh, she was a proud lead learner and hoping to possibly become a lead learner again. So she's a lead learner alum, and uh, for the KTI program, which we love so much. And last year, she did a great job talking about knowing AI, knowing virtual stuff. She ran a virtual summit. She killed yes. it. And Before, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, Oh, well, let me finish up, man. Listen, this is the longest intro we have. That's why I said well, we went me, to the top shelf. Let me, let
1: me put in a little plug before we do the intro, because this intro is going to take a while, Uh-oh. and I don't want to take the thunder Uh-oh. out of the intro. Go. Because just because you're not a, in Pennsylvania physically doesn't mean you can't be a member of PAECT, the Pennsylvania Association for Educational Communications and Technology. Jess was in PA. She moved out of state. And she's still a member. We have the out-of-state region for a reason. We could use you, and it's a great network. So just because you're not physically in PA doesn't mean you can't be a member. I just wanted to put that plug in.
0: All right, listen, Don, we're paying her by the hour, okay? we got to oh, slow down. we no, got, we got to get her in well, here. All right, all we'll right. Cut this so out. She's a former special ed teacher from Pennsylvania, had a great opportunity. Speaking of the Finns, she got to go hang out, and she's in the area of Miami. So she's in southern Florida. Uh, She's working as the director of learning uh, operations for the design ed thinking school of South Florida. And she's recently accepted a project, a project management position with the Spruce Systems to help build a future where people can control their own data and identity online. So let's go ahead and let's work on inviting Jess to the stage.
2: Hey! 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 Hey, hey Jess. Hey. Oh man! Listen. Thank you for that intro, and Dom. Thank you for letting everybody know you don't have to be a resident in Pennsylvania to be a part of PAECT. Can we just brag a little bit about some of the incredible opportunities PAECT Definitely. has to offer? Like this is why I think I am a better person. Because of PAECT, just as a whole in general. So there you go. There's plug number one. <laughs>
0: Oof. Listen, that's just the, that's the second check I got to send out, Dom. All right, we're on number two. She's working. <laughs> She's racking it up. She's racking it up. I love
2: it. I understand. Really...
0: We can I edit, did... so we
1: only pay her for the edited time on screen. Ah, uh,
0: <laughs> okay. But those people watching live, please don't keep record of this in public. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so we brought you on. The episode is to the metaverse and beyond. Yes. So talking about all things metaverse, I know we have there's that word meta being used, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well, um, but there's so much going on. You got, the, I think, the mainline, like right now, is ChatGPT, all the different things going on the back end, but there's really so much going on with um, different tech companies. I know Microsoft's been involved in um, putting some money into what the ChatGPT runs on the, the open AI system and, and all those different things, but the, the smartest thing I can do this evening it's a step out of the way. All right. First, we'll, uh, Don, why don't you start off with our first question? Yes. Um, one thing I learned,
1: instructional design for online learning and education, everyone has to speak the same terminology, use the same terms. So let's go to the very back basics. What is the metaverse?
2: Yeah. Well, doesn't don't your toes curl just a little bit. <laughs> when you hear the word metaverse, doesn't it though?
1: <laughs> is, it, the,
2: uh,
1: not to get, is it similar to what Facebook was talking about?
2: I would say it is similar. It is definitely similar. The metaverse can be explained as a three-dimensional environment, a bunch of three-dimensional connected environments online where people can come together as avatars synchronously And do stuff, you know, whether that's for school or for work or for fun. And uh, as Eric was saying, there have been so many leaps forward in technology that make existing in these spaces so much more interesting or so much more fun or you can learn in these spaces. So people are taking courses as avatars in these spaces from reputable universities. People are earning in these spaces from reputable companies. I'm sure many of your students are playing games and earning through their games, even if these games have their own in-game currency like Minecraft, that still counts. So there is an awful lot of investigation, wonder and building to be done. And really what we want to do is we want to try to pull in as many people as possible into these spaces so it can be built for good. Let's use our powers for good people. So that's why we want to invite you into these spaces and join it. We don't want to build it without you. You know, so much of the internet has been built without a lot of voices and we don't want to want to do it without you. You know,
0: to go with that point. That's like, like with a lot of things, if you, if you don't understand it and you're nervous of it and you shy away, what you could have brought to that, platform to that scenario you've now eliminated because you pulled yourself out of it so if a lot of teachers get out of it not a lot of teaching is going to occur with it right you want to make sure that we're
2: involved nice and I, i wouldn't recommend adopting anything uncritically so you really need to number one think about hey is this going to be good for what my students needed to do, for what I needed to do. I mean, we have an awful lot of professionals who are in education who are also training other adults, other professionals too, in addition to training students. So, you know, we have an awful lot of learners in our midst here now that uh, education is taking their own leap forwards. And we have an awful lot of missing professionals too. We have a lot of missing special educators. We have a lot of missing um, school psychologists and school counselors. And I have to say, I know this, I know we're supposed to be talking about virtual worlds and the metaverse, but hey, I, I think it's connected. I have to say that I really appreciate a lot of schools latching onto esports. You know, I think the yeah. research is kind of on our side that says things like, hey, video games can actually be helpful and instructive and therapeutic, and you can create positive collaborative atmosphere and yes, and competition, you know, around these types of activities. And perhaps you should.
1: I like how you said, you know, bringing people in so we can build it for good. Because PACT, another plug for PACT, has a book study going on. Digital for Good by Richard Collada. Yes, our discussion last night was, you know, when the internet came out, there weren't a lot of voices and rules were never really put in. So now that, you know, it's a wild west free for all, it's hard to rein everything in. So if you get that, you know, the forces of good in there to kind of set up a framework. And even if it's um, informally to kind of use, I don't want to say peer pressure, but set up a a code of conduct, getting into the ground floor, it's easier to go that way than it is to have all heck break loose and then try and re- rein it back in.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And also too, you know, not just the conversation of, Hey, have we invited all the right voices to the table, um, have we opened it up enough to start talking about, hey, who built the table? Who is that table built for? And then are we gonna remake that a little bit? And that's that's the hope. So there are two two ways you can think about the future of the internet. And a lot of people are thinking about all of these connected three-dimensional virtual environments are going to be the future of the internet, how we all interact. Now, we're not there yet, by the way. We're not there yet. So that there's what it is now, and then there's the dream. And what it is now is an awful lot of disparate and unconnected places that you can go and create three-dimensional environments. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that there is a training that we are conducting the out-of-state, P-A-U-C-T, out-of-state, um, uh, the out-of, oh, shoot. Out-of-state region. Sorry, sorry. It's hard to say out-of-state region because it's like the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like, oh, is it a region? Is it the world? It's the world. It's the rest of the world. Um, But we're we're conducting a training about how you, anyone, meaning like whoever is an educator. And when we say educator, we mean that in a very general sense. Anyone who mentors anyone else and has something to teach, but you have this distance between you, number one, and you can't get together in a room. Number two, what you want to teach is way too expensive to actually pull it into the room with you. Or it's something you want to teach something that might be impossible to do. Like maybe you want to go walk on Mars, or maybe you want to show topographically what the world or a part of the world might look like without bees. Like you want to do some things that maybe you can't actually do or shouldn't shouldn't try to do and we're running this training to show any educator, hey, here are some simple tools free or at least very, very cheap that you can build with and make something awesome for your learners and meet your learners needs. Free and awesome. I'm like come on. Yep.
0: so I figured I put it up on the screen here. We have the um, we have the flyer that was created, right the immersive learning design joined the global. Uh global group of presenters and build a virtual environment for your classroom. So wanted to share that, give that a shout out. We'll make sure we plug it. Um, definitely uh, excited for that. Definitely. So it is what, January 25th, 2023. So is it the registration through the PAECT website, correct? It sure is. Yes. It sure
2: is. All right. And like Dom awesome. said, like you don't have to be a member, a, a resident in Pennsylvania to <clears throat> come to this training. You do have to be a member of PAECT, but all is not lost. You can become a member. Wherever you are, whoever you are, and come, please come. So, yeah, yep. we're, you would be excited. a free member or yes. a
0: premium member. I believe,
2: correct? You got it. Awesome. You got all
0: it. All right, all right. So let's 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 kind of look at this. So, I know, like uh, when I was in college, I was kind of creating the education technology kind of like that's what I wanted to do when I was doing a master's program, and it didn't exist back then as yeah. uh, the gray hairs. And you know, so I was trying to forging new roads, kind of a thing. This is a whole other ball game. So my question to you is, like, when I was looking at that, I just saw, like, the powers of computers and how you could use it in tech. So, you know, what led you down this path of, like, learning more about it, even using it? Like, what led you down this path of the metaverse, the content, uh, and the tools? Like, you know, what took you there?
2: Yeah, did you always, did you guys always know that you were going to go into education?
1: I had a pretty good you
2: always, idea. You I was split
1: know. between two topics, two two yeah. two majors.
2: What about you. That's wonderful. I no, I never thought ever I would get into education. I thought education was so boring. I felt so bad for my teachers. <laughs> I'm like I'm never going to do that. <laughs> and then I was a part of a children's theater program in college. And what we did is we tricked students into learning science. <laughs> We called it we called it a theater program and we came in and we did acting workshops. But really, we were teaching students about biomes and about life cycles and processes. And we were doing that from, uh, let's say, the Earth's surface all the way into the cosmos. We were instructing students what the world looks like as the Earth revolves around the sun. And when I say acting workshops, like we were having students act out processes. And so they created out of, you know, tinfoil and uh, 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 pipe cleaners and whatever else they could find, cardboard. They created their own sets, their own costumes. We took a whole day in these schools that we would go to as a theater troupe, you know, to teach acting classes. And teachers would also have like a curricular crosswalks into science about what they could do for the rest of the day. And at the end of the school day or near the end of the school day, we would have the big show. And the big show was everyone would, all of the grade levels, usually from first grade to fifth grade, or if we were in like middle school and high schools. Now, keep in mind in Pennsylvania, um, not just in Pennsylvania, but we were going into New Jersey and to New York, and how they chopped up their grades from elementary to middle school and high school was a little different by state. But usually the youngers were like, you know, the the little wood chucks and the older students were comets. They were stars, they were constellations, they were planets. And at the end of the day, we would all come back and gather together, whether that was in the gymnasium or their multipurpose room or whatever it was called. And we would act out science. We would act out the world together and we invited the parents we invited community members and oftentimes what this would look like is depending on where we were what state there would be like the state bird would be represented or special natural landmarks would be represented so we we did an awful lot of immersive learning in real life and you know what i found and maybe you guys did too tricking students into learning something is really the best way something, make sure they're having some fun, make sure that they can have a little bit of creativity, but also making it meaningful to where they live, where they are, why should they care? Making those connections early and getting them involved in that learning. And that's what led me down the path basically into, well, how else can we do immersive learning? And that's where I stumbled upon exceptional student education and special education. Wow, we can actually instruct in the community. What a great idea. That's awesome! We could actually do these things for students. We can make it practical, and we can individualize it to whatever it is that they need. Like, wow, this was not what I saw, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a student. I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe you. And I go back to. Nah, well, you you had those sparks, right? You had the, that teacher that did that and made it real. And you know, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Slauer, was kind of like that. And he would just, you know, he did trips, and so his social studies class was him showing like pictures of his trips to all these different countries that the other classes were reading out of the book, we were seeing his, you know, his slide deck, you know, the old school, the Kodak slide that's deck going. Cool. And um, yeah. up on the screen. So, but um, I go back in college, I read Alfred Mercier. Alfred Mercier had this quote. It said, what you learn with pleasure you'll never forget. And like, I always try to oh, remember that's that. That's so like,
2: good. You know,
0: I, I tell my students, like, if there's ever a point where they're bored, I'm probably bored and they need to let me know because I'm not doing something right. And like, I want to make it a fun Enjoyable experience, you know, because that's really what it's about. Yeah. All right. What do we have to talk? What do you think? I'm still thinking about that.
2: You learn with pleasure; you will never forget. You will never. That is so good, Eric. That is so good.
1: And the science backs that up. (laughs) You get into it's
2: science, friends. It's science. (laughs) You know,
1: you you connect, connecting, building the neural pathways. Hard for me to say this time of night. (laughs) um so going back to the metaverse um i'm going to kind of combine two questions with this how do you see this metaverse being utilized by teachers educators and is it something that individual teachers can do or is it should it be like a school-wide or grade level i mean
2: yeah i mean i think I think first things first, we talked about this a little bit before that you should really try before you buy. And what we're going to be talking about, not just today, but also at the training, is stuff you don't have to buy. We're gonna be talking about two tools that you can use where if you don't have goggles, you don't need them. If you just have a browser, that's all you need. Because really, I think what a lot of teachers and a lot of schools are looking for is they're, they're looking for tools that are easy to learn, and you can kind of just go out of the, out of the box, so to speak. And if there isn't a box that you have to buy, that's even better. So to begin, just explore. Pick a pick a tool and explore it. Mozilla Hubs is very popular. It's a very popular virtual world, and they have a very um, active and helpful builder community. And um, I know they're probably going into software as a service. Mozilla Hubs is. But they're not quite there yet. So there's still a lot of stuff that you can do there for free. What we're going to take a look at during our training on the 25th is a tool called Gather Town. And Gather Town is not a three dimensional environment, it's a two dimensional environment that you can go in as an avatar. It looks kind of like The Legend of Zelda. And the interesting part about that is sometimes worlds that are not as hard for devices to render. Like when you have a three-dimensional world that really takes a toll on your on the brain of your device. And if you're using older devices, things get weird. You know, stuff gets choppy. You ha- you get kicked out, stuff like that. So it's nice to have a variety of different tools based on, hey, what, what tools do I have in the classroom that I can use? Like what's going to be easiest and easy on-ramp for my students? And what do I, you know, what do I want to what do I want to use? So, we'll talk about Gather Town. We'll talk a little bit about Mozilla Hubs. There's another tool called Frame VR that's very similar to Mozilla Hubs in that it's a three dimensional environment and you can like enter into that world through a browser. And, um, Eric, if you want to go, I don't know if you can, but I did mm-hmm. put together a compilation of different virtual worlds that maybe teachers would be interested in. You may want to mute the sound. It sounds a little loud.
0: Okay. All <laughs> right. I have it muted. I didn't know yeah. if you wanted it with sound or without.
2: Oh yeah. With that will be. Yeah. with that would be, will be, be great. fine.
0: Right, you can kind of talk us through it.
2: Yeah. So here is a world that I built for my previous school in frame. We had our teacher's offices in here. Now don't forget this was during COVID. So we, we put our, our names on the laws, a little bit about us. We had classes here with our students and what you can't see. Oh, now you can see it is that you look like these little guys or girls or you can look like a robot as well, if you'd prefer. And you can put things, like you see on the table that says ISTE. If you were in this frame or in this virtual world, you could literally click on that and you could go to the ISTE standards if you wanted. So you can embed stuff. You can embed videos. You can embed all kinds of neat stuff in this tool. So we the use this board being word. used there? Yeah, Jamboard, yeah. So you can cast your screen Good. just like you can in a Zoom environment. Now, this is what Gather Town looks like. And this is a space that was custom built for a nonprofit teacher organization that I'm a proud member of called ED3DAO. This is their Ed3verse. This is where we go for networking events. These are teachers from all over the globe. And we talk about how we can, you know, change the world, make it a better place. Okay, Mozilla Hubs.
0: That's see- where Dom and I would get kicked out. We, we have to
2: say. <laughs> right. Yes, my friend Anthony and I, he's a teacher from Kodiak, Alaska. We ran um, a training in Mozilla Hubs, and mm-hmm. this is, like I said, very similar to Frame, but this might be a little bit better for students because they have a real vibrant builder community, and you can use like you can find their their code, um, their code snippets. So if your students were into coding and they wanted to create 3D objects, they could. They could use something called A-frame in order to do that. And the Mozilla Hubs community, I mean, they're big into that. And I'll show you what it looks like. And when I say you, like I said before, I would encourage teachers, if you really think this will be good for some of your students, get in there. Take a look. Like you can just go to gathertown.com and you can just... Make an account and look around. You don't have to buy anything. Same with Mozilla. You can just go there and walk around and see what it's like. No one else will be in there. You can go to like private spots, you know, your own spot. I know when people say things like metaverse, you're getting this idea that you're entering into a world where other people inhabit. And the tools that we're going to be using are tools that you can create and you can invite people inside to inhabit, if that makes sense. It's probably an important distinction. (laughs) So yeah, we're really excited. We're really excited to to bring, like I said, more teachers in because we really want to make these spaces functional for students and their needs, you know. That's the big, the big, big, big takeaway.
0: All right. So so here's my question for you. So all right, I'm, I'm big ready. into I'm big into blogs, you know, finding you know good sources, pulling that information in. Um, you know, I'll be talking about some different things, today during our tech notes. So so obviously, I mean the 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 most obvious answer to this is, you know, joining the immersive learning design class and the workshop you're going to be doing. That's going to be a great source for us to learn more. Um, But where do you feel is a great place for educators to find more information about this? Is there like a a central organization that's putting out a lot of information? Is there a place to go? Uh, What would you recommend?
2: Absolutely. I mean, the ED3DAO, and DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization, They are dedicated to teacher and administrator development around the world, around topics like the metaverse, around topics like artificial intelligence, around topics that include blockchain and learner and employment records that students and adults own. They're they're talking now about self-sovereign identities. A lot of the work that I'm doing with Spruce Systems Inc. now is all about, hey, how can we take back some of the data that Google has now, that Facebook has now? How can I make it my own rather than having to give it away so I can enter these places? And we know what now now we know, you know, now we know that since we've done that, these larger companies are making a lot of money that they're not giving to us, by the way, off our information. And they're able to manipulate it in a way that does not have our permission, So how do we change that? What can we do to change that? I'm not a techie, I'm not a web developer, like what can I do? And these are the conversations that we're having. As a matter of fact, I run um, a weekly talk every Saturday inside the DAO community, we exist inside Discord And I run a weekly talk. And this week we talk about eSports, like how to get started. Like a lot of schools are really investing their time. When I say investing, I mean time. A lot of time and understanding, hey, how can I put this together? And when I do, is it going to be worth it? And you can come to a talk like this and ask people who've done it. Ask people from like Chicago, ask people from Bahrain who've done it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, here's what we did. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't. And it's so wonderful to feel like you're not alone. And I think PAECT does that for us too, don't you? Oh, yeah.
1: oh definitely. All right.
2: Um,
1: so, to follow up on Eric's question. Yeah. You know, so that's I, I signed up for your um, uh, webinar next week. No. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I go through our research, I sit in on some of these Saturday sessions, do some reading and whatnot, and I have an idea what I'm doing. Obviously, I have to start building something on my own. But once I get that going, how do you roll this out into like the classroom? Like start your school? It in are you it?
2: really going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, the reason why we are as judicious as we can be about providing not just um, more than one source, but making sure that it's it's free, is that every school, even schools within a district, they have different policies, procedures and protocols when it comes to like, hey, is this allowed? Like, is this kind of thing allowed in my school privacy wise, network wise? I know um, at my old school, Centennial School of Lehigh University, we kind of got had to get a, a special pass to allow STEAM in our school, cause we had a HTC Vive, you know, we had one of the, the goggle thingies and it used steam in order to like generate some of these three dimensional environments. And because we we're kind of locked down and many schools are, cause you have to be, you know got <laughs> better to be yeah, safe yeah. than sorry. Um, yeah. But because we were locked down we had to get special permission to use it. But I think that's the point. The point is if you as a practitioner believe this is gonna be a powerful tool it's gonna be easier for you to make the case of hey, for this duration of this project or for the duration of this quarter for this class, here's what we'd like to use. If it's not permitted, how can I get it permitted? And come at it from that direction. If you enter into the conversation saying, hey, I want to use this tool and it's not allowed. I don't know what it does. What do you say? It's going to be, no. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, Did that and this like is kind dumb, of, or are you saying like, Hey, how do I know what to build?
1: Well, kind of like bo- both ways. Cause I know like f- from my standpoint, I know the process I have to get through to get the checks. I've, I've been there for a long time. Um, but you know, building forward, you know, that's that, that tact. Once I have the permission to go in and do what I need to do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how do you move forward from there?
2: Yeah. So, the first thing that I was, so, so yeah, let's say we took care of all that and bam, it's done. The next thing that I would do is because I know the majority of educators are teaching students that are neurodiverse and they're probably on a teaching team with um, speech and language therapists, or they have a special educator who's a co-teacher, or you know they have a team of individuals that they are working with. I would suggest going into these spaces together and brainstorming how it could work for the students that they have to serve. That would be my first suggestion, although it wouldn't hurt if you were to go in individually on your own and wonder also as you were walking around, Hey, I wonder if I could build this. Hey, I wonder if I could actually show like, you know, the, the life cycle of X or if I could actually show how osmosis works here and we could walk through it ourselves in this virtual learning environment. I wonder if that would be better than just watching a static video. I wonder if that would be better than just reading about it, you know, in online or, what have you, and wonder about hey, how can I make these experiences that are processes? How can I make them more interesting? E- especially too, like if you're an English teacher, talk about processes. There's a whole writing process. Now I know we've got AI to talk about. Well, maybe another podcast, but <laughs> as of right now, the writing process is still instructed it is, can be easier. Hey, you got a diagram, a sentence. It's easier to physically do that in some of these worlds. It's a process. So that's what I would say, go in and start wondering. And then after you come up with a couple ideas, set your, get ready for your students to get into these, into these places. But of course, just like in real life, make sure you are working with them and teaching them what the interaction should look like and should be in these spaces, depending on the age of your kids, you know, your students have probably already Mm -hmm. been in virtual environments and have been kind of (laughs) naughty. So there's probably some unlearning that may need to come along (laughs) with the learning, if that makes sense. And it's always good Mm -hmm. to tackle that first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times that that we kind of have to take that forefront of doing a lot of those things, right. Teaching them how to do it, model it and and show those.
2: Yeah. And let them play, like, give them like, for example, don't expect to, if you When you do that, don't expect to open up these worlds and go, all right, it's time to learn. Kitties, like to give them some time to really explore and <laughs> mm-hmm. put things in the space. If you think that's appropriate, of course, for your learners and to start to wonder themselves and ask you questions, because then what happens, what will be really cool is they'll say, hey, Mr. Salvucci, hey, Mr. V, can we go back into X and do this thing with X? And maybe you didn't think of that. And you might go, Yeah. Thanks for planning the lesson. You got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Getting, All right. So go ahead, go down. No, it's getting
1: their perspective is important. I always, you know, regardless of whether it's in a virtual world or the cl- regular classroom, I always try and get feedback from them and implement some of the things they come up with.
2: Yeah. And also, these places are really great for school-wide events. You know, if you're doing a science fair or if you were doing some sort of, um some sort of school event where maybe everyone getting together in person isn't isn't appropriate or perhaps people can't travel you know to be there for different reasons like that 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 may be a way to to also invite the families into knowing hey this is a tool that we're thinking about using with students this is what it is this is what it isn't for example you know when you say virtual worlds you know what we're creating a safe space ourselves. We're not yet opening it up to the, to the world. And you probably wouldn't want to do that without making sure everybody's on the same page.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, all right. So here, here we go. As you've delved into this, right. As you're researching this, obviously it's ongoing. Is there anything that you could pick out or even share? Like, you know, as you were, whether it's early stages, whether it's current, whether it was yesterday, um, that just like, just surprised you. Something that popped.
2: Yeah, so I was using um, so okay. So I was using Frame VR with an elementary class, like y- young elementary students. We're talking like seven, seven, eight years old, and the students decided that they wanted to because what we were doing at the Design Ed Thinking School is instead of having parent-teacher conferences, what we were doing is we were having um, we were flipping that idea. And we were having students present some kind of learning journey that they were very proud of for that semester and so it was kind of like a student learning party and the students would plan it and they would invite their families they would invite the teacher to come and they would demonstrate whatever project or uh, item that they built and so our class wanted to have it inside one of these virtual worlds. So we did, we built the environment for the parents to come into. They inputted their projects. We were putting an awful lot of pro- project and products on seesaw. I don't know if you all are familiar mm-hmm. with seesaw, mm-hmm. but inside seesaw, you can generate a QR code. So for individuals who have access to that seesaw account, you can scan the QR code and you can see the project on your phone. So that was really cool. So we had people who were attending on their laptop and if they had a QR code scanner on their their device, they could scan it. I mean, it was so much fun and nobody was in the room together. And I think that was like my first aha moment. Like, wow, this really can work. Because before it was like theory, you know? Dom, you talked earlier about Second Life. Right? We all know what it's like to engage in, many of us know what it's like to engage in different types of virtual environments even if it's video games, what that's like in a synchronous environment. And it's not necessarily something that I would call um, life-changing, but this experience with students and with families was because we could see the relationship being built in real time. And that was so cool. And we weren't even in the room together. So it's possible, it's possible. (laughs) Now I will say this, I would not, and do not encourage using virtual environments in lieu of doing something in the physical world if you can. Like for example, I'm in okay. South Florida and it's a thing, we're very close to the beach. It's a thing to watch the, um, the excavation of sea turtle nests. Uh, my, my locality takes um, conservation very seriously and it is a learning experience to go to the beach with your class and to talk about sea turtles and to watch sea turtles hatch. Now, for I would do that. I would take my class there instead of saying, hey, let's do it in a virtual world. But maybe Eric or Dom, maybe you guys don't have that where you are. Maybe you can't take your class <laughs> to the beach unless you had you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of money and a lot, yes. a lot of time. Maybe you would want to do that in a virtual environment. Maybe you would want to stage that and have that experience that way. So we, w- while I do love virtual worlds, it it's not a, it, it doesn't. It doesn't all. You can do it in yes. person. Do it in person. it it, it it's going to give you a much fuller experience when you do things in a virtual environment. And that's what we found too, as we were doing our research in virtual worlds. So the the individuals, including myself, who are going to be presenting on the twenty fifth, we were involved in a research project sponsored by K20 educators and we engaged in 4 months of building virtual worlds and engaging with our students and our wider community and schools to see hey how how can we make how can we make this work and why would we want to make this work and what we found is when there was an in person component it made the online experiences so much more full and so much richer. Now you can do it without that part, but if you have the opportunity to do both, why not? Why can't you do both? You should.
0: That, that's a great point. Like, you know, it's, it's not about the tool. It's how you, use it. and yeah. it's any tool, whether it's like, a look it, a, you know, a, a game, but it doesn't matter. Even if it was a board game or whatever, if you just, you overuse it, you blow it out, right? Then it becomes not such a great thing. But when you yeah. use it appropriately at appropriate times, it doesn't have to be every single day. That, that's great. because, yeah, and the thing is, if you can experience it in real time, you want
2: to go experience it. Just go time. do it. Yeah, And we, we really do want to drive the idea. Like we as like, when I say we, I mean the Royal Education We, we really do want to drive the idea that we ourselves and our students, we should be moving along the spectrum of consumer into creator. Because when we talk about wanting to bring people into this technology so they can build it for good, what we really want to do, like our our quiet agenda here, I'm going to jump to the end of the book, guys, is we want them to be creators themselves. So the idea is once you're introducing virtual environments like these, or any tool, you want to get them interested in, hey, how can I make it my own? How can I make it for myself, in order to engage in that deeper learning and hopefully to encourage the the building of social good and goods too, that are free. I know we haven't talked about this yet, but there are some services out there that probably shouldn't be for sale. that probably should be free. So that's why a lot of the tools that we will be presenting are that way because we really do believe yes. that a lot of this, should stay open source and be open source. Sorry, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I,
0: yeah, and that's you yeah. know that's so many things. There's so many good tools that start out open source, and somebody gets it wants to make it proprietary. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Or you know, they a company someone has a really good free tool, and they get offered a boatload of money because the big company wants to squash it because they don't want that out there. You know, under the, we'd like to buy your, your program or buy your tool. And next thing you know, it's gone. That it's happened to a lot of tools I used to use, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd like that. And students make are great creators. They don't always create in an educational setting. but <laughs> If you look at, and I was trying to explain this to my students, like you guys do, you make videos, you, you play these games, you make, go into Minecraft, you make worlds. You know, you make TikToks, you do this other stuff. You're already doing it. We're just not doing it in the classroom, but you have the skills. You just have to bridge from doing it in a social setting, whether it's appropriate or not, make it appropriate and do it in an educational setting. But you have those skills, just not applying them in in that realm, if you will.
2: Yeah, and I have to say, too, a big collective, you know, hug to all you educators out there, because it is a losing battle competing for attention. It really is because we have, I know we talked about Facebook, but we have an awful lot of large technology companies that pour many, many dollars into understanding how to grab and maintain attention in apps. And it's, it's really hard to compete with that when you feel like, hey, we're just a school and we're not dumping gazillion dollars into like a PR firm mm-hmm. to say, hey, how can we keep students, how can we keep their eyes on, you know, eyes on their work? So any tip or trick, I think that we can, as I think you were alluding to this, Dom, any tip or trick that we can use and take from these very large companies that have invested all this time and money about how to maintain attention, why not try to use it if it's appropriate and it meets the needs of our, of our students? Cause it's hard. I mean, let's be honest, it's competing for attention. It's hard.
1: Yeah. I, I got into an argument with a teenager last week and the, I'm not going to name names. Cause so I don't want my daughter to get mad at me when she finds out I'm talking about her on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> she goes, you obviously don't understand the point of social media. I'm like, to make money <laughs> <Like, laughs> seller sell advertising that's that's why it exists it's not really for us to we use it to communicate and we talked about twitter when it first came out as a tech coach with emails being blocked around the state from district to district we would use twitter because nobody knew about it nobody knew how to block it yet you know yeah. we use it for one way but for the corporations their end goal is to make money it's not that that's a bad thing but you know, that that's the purpose. And we forget that, that, you know, they're selling advertising. They're, you know, pinpointing getting our information out to other companies, making money that way. That's their purpose. You know, we just happen to be using the other end of it. And we always tend to forget about that's why they created it is to hook us in because the more we watch, the more we click, the better it is for their stockholders or if they're private company for the owner.
2: Yeah. And they're very good. You know, they're very, very good at it. They really are. And I think, too, that um, on the other side of that coin, I think our teachers, you know, now our our new teachers and also, you know, our our students who are coming up in schools are really appreciative, too. I've seen that of how hard (laughs) we try and how we really do try to incorporate what is relevant and of interest and that can garner some attention. Although, you know, I know that Students love learning. Like the the best way to connect with someone is to teach them something that they don't know, you know, and students really do love that. And if you can do it in a, an interesting or different way, because, you know, it's really hard for a lot of students to tackle their learning more so now after COVID. And some students don't know why, you know, I didn't have problems before and now I do. I don't know why. And students who are already struggling oh, forget about it. You know, it's (laughs) even harder. And so, when you now can teach a student any student something they're so appreciative like thank you something got through oh my goodness i think the same is true for our adult learners too you know if you're in teacher teacher preparation teacher development it's the same thing like it's yeah
1: yeah well adults have the same issue being on you know apps and social media as kids you know you see the adults doing the same thing the kids do so it's there the distractions and everything else um one qu- quick question going for because i burned up two of my questions in one so i'm going to add oh. one that isn't in, on oh, the good. screen
2: oh, <laughs> good. let's see how i do
0: um, wait 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 wait! this is where the check comes to me Dom. all right go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um with with this and
1: get going into these virtual worlds does it matter what type of device you're using is it Agnostic, or do you have to be careful as to what type of device you're getting using when you try and access these areas?
2: Yeah, this is a this is a really good question for um, virtual worlds that have a lot more to see. Like when we were watching the video, there was Frame VR and also Mozilla Hubs too. Um, it's much easier if you're using a Chromebook or a laptop or a desktop. Because their processing power is a little better. So, but some of the virtual worlds that are only two-dimensional. Um, iPads can work, cell phones can work, you know, and sometimes too, if if you're in a district that brings your own device, that, that might be a tool you prefer to choose.
1: Uh, I think she meant when she was saying computing power apples, which she was inferring Oh, uh,
0: is that what it was? Oh yeah. <laughs> we always yeah, we always have Microsoft versus Apple going here. Yes. Oh, subliminal oh. messages. I don't know what was yeah. going
1: on there. Eric comes <laughs> in the meetings with his it's like a red looks like a tablet with <laughs> two white knobs, one on each end. And he tries to, to access things uh, we're doing on Apple devices and he shakes it and it, it goes away and he gets frustrated. But
2: you know mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's good. Well man, he's good. Well, Eric, <laughs> hey, let's sign up on the twenty fifth and and you're gonna be pleasantly pleased. Yes.
0: Can you upgrade my etch a sketch is <laughs> what it boils down to? That's what we need <laughs> to know if I'm gonna show up for this meeting, according to Dom's Dom's uh, <laughs> observations during board meetings. So anyway, <laughs> uh, no, this is awesome stuff. So, you know, honestly, so platform agnostic, you're using the web, you're pulling in. It's interesting to hear about um, what you're saying about Chromebooks, because usually that's kind of like those are pushed towards the tail end kind of a deal. Um, but they've gotten better over the years and stuff like that. So that, that's really cool. So a lot of awesome stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, January, what is that date again? We got January 20, Wednesday, um, Wednesday, 7, 8 p.m. It's going to be huge. All right. So great. So PACT.org, Um head to the website, uh, check out the calendar. You can sign up. You should be a free member or a premium member. And if you're not a member, just sign up real quick to be a free member. Um, that's going to be huge. Uh, and I know you do have, um, it's not just you,
2: there's some other co-hosts with you. So how did you meet these people that you're going to be presenting with? Yeah. So these are my research cohort fellows. And we have Terrence, who is coming, he's gonna be coming uh, to us from Scotland. We have Jay, who's coming to us from Melbourne, Australia. We also have Michelle, um, she's uh, in South Bend. She does teacher preparation. um, Who we're not seeing, we had um, Jabril, who was from Sierra Leone. And we had a whole host of other educators who joined us from around the world. Because really what they wanted to figure out is, hey, how can we solve some of our local problems using some kind of virtual world. Like Jabril in uh, Sierra Leone, he was really concerned about losing cultural artifacts. So due to apartheid and violence in his area, museums were being destroyed, monuments were being destroyed. They were losing a lot of their culture because of the conflict. And he wanted to log this somewhere and a virtual learning environment was gonna be it. He built a museum, it was so cool. So it's not just for education in a traditional sense. You know, there is some very important record keeping that our future generation yeah. should know about. And these are just one of the many tools that you could that you can think about using.
1: Nice. That's you know, one of the things I try and have the kids uh, my classes do some archival things with like StoryCorps and things wow. like nature sometimes. Sometimes it works, sometimes I have kids that don't, but I always explain, you know. The stories my grandfather used to tell me and my friends when we would hang out with him, he passed those stories on, but he passed away before we had these tools. So my daughter will hear the stories, but she'll never hear his voice. Yeah. And even like we have pictures, we have slides, Eric said the the old slide show carousels. We didn't have, you know, my grandfather had a, a movie projector, but it wasn't sound. So they'll never hear that voice Never hear his voice telling the story, but, you know, it's secondhand. And I, this is, would be a great way to archive that, I think.
2: Well, and think you about know. languages, too, that are in danger of becoming extinct. You know, there, there are many languages out there all over the world that could could use a permanent home where people could come and listen to essentially their elders speaking a language maybe they don't know yet. It's just there's so many wonderful opportunities for its use. And that's why we want to, like I said, that's why we want to bring you guys in so you can use your powers for good, for social good.
1: Uh, on a side note, knew- oh, you, Jess, you just got major props, as did the pod from uh, Laura Fragassi
2: oh that's my boss that's that's el presidente of uh, the out-of-state region thanks boss
1: so she's <laughs> i said please type it in the, in the chat so we can put it up on the screen but oh. in case she doesn't she was giving
0: you big props
2: oh, thanks doll. that's trying it. to
0: message you directly going to the top of the line what's that all about so <laughs> earlier we were talking about just you know finding information more information so you shared this right here so we have Very the Twitter-
2: yes Head on over, yeah, to ED3DAO on Twitter, and you can see our Discord link is right there. You can join our community, bam, right there on on the Twitters. We're also on LinkedIn as well, at ED3DAO, ED3DAO. Come on down.
0: Yeah. Love it. I know I've gotten a lot of messages, just uh, excited for that, the immersive learning design workshop and different things going on there and learning more about it. And, you know, that's just one of the big things. You can either steer away from it or lean in. I think it's better if educators lean in, you know, and I definitely think as we were talking, this is definitely like if you're if you're looking to pursue some of this, you want to go to that workshop, get that more information. And I know sometimes in education, we'll jokingly say it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> so this is definitely one you want to make sure you go in with a partnership with your administrators, yes. with your leadership um, and working through and, and, you know, just work on doing what you can to make it a, a very successful endeavor. So this is awesome. Very yeah. cool.
2: Am I allowed to ask a question? I know we don't have much time left.
0: You sure may.
1: Yeah, as much time as you you want.
2: So as I was rambling on and on, did you guys have any brainstorms about how you might use a virtual environment to teach something that just has fallen flat for you?
1: I didn't go that route, but but um, we're trying to get a... A room in our high school converted into a museum.
2: Whoa! And cool.
1: This is the way to do that because we haven't been able to get um a definite yes or no. It, the people want it to happen, but we're not getting permission to go in and start doing what we need to do. So this would be a way to approach that, and then let the students build the information within the room. We're actually with this, if we have permission have the kids build the room itself,
2: that would be so wonderful.
1: So that was my idea.
2: A plus Dom.
1: Thank you.
0: (laughs) No gold stars. So, (laughs) all right. So I, I, uh, so I am a a Minecraft global ambassador. (laughs) I do trainings with Minecraft. I love it. So I do a lot with that already. So so there's different things, but one parallel I thought of. So it's not necessarily something new. It's not something that's gone flat. But for me, at the beginning, because the longest question we've, we educators had for the longest time, uh, when I had the opportunity to actually go to Redmond and meet the Minecraft team was, when is it coming to Chromebook? Because again, like you were talking about the Chromebook piece, because we are one-to-one Chromebook, right? So one way I was able to utilize Minecraft in my classroom before Minecraft was available on Chromebooks was, the hour of code. But I was thinking, how cool would that be for so I can I can let um I can show other educators in my building who are maybe a little bit more tech um nervous tech hesitant hey here's the hour of code your kids are still they're going to be coding the the, the player to do Steve's going to do this creepers are doing this it's a safe environment it's hour of code it's very directed here's the modules that would be kind of cool for an hour of code piece in one of these worlds you know whichever one i'll pick one of the others but to come in have them doing some coding have them doing some work it would be in essence like those the lesson plans would be laid out here are your modules here are your things set up the kids are going to go in you're going into room a you're going into room b you're doing this activity like and it doesn't have to be necessarily like code it could be that uh that informational writing really breaking down like that computer thinking like oh here i need to do steps on how to do when you went into that world when you went into that room, how did you accomplish this task? And the kids could work on writing the steps of how they did oh. it or how they could accomplish. Like, um, so I don't good. know. So that—that's where my brain went to that concept. You know, like how yeah. could you make it something that's approachable by somebody who may not feel comfortable with that?
2: Yeah, I, I'm getting escape room vibes. Mm, yeah, that'd be yeah. so cool that they figure out whatever that that process should be or that solution. Then they get a code and they can enter it into a password protected door and they make it into mm. the next spot. Oh, that's so! What a good idea! And I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned um, Minecraft. I have to give a shout out to to Autcraft. I'm sure you've probably heard of these guys. They're a Minecraft server specifically for neurodiverse students, their families, and their friends. And mm. they create a very safe and celebratory environment to just hang out and build. And I think that's another hidden plus about virtual worlds, you know, for folks who might be a little uncomfortable with direct eye contact, for example, that's a that's a non-issue in worlds like this. If you don't want to have your camera on, if you're represented as an avatar, guess what? It's a non-issue. I see that you're moving. I see that you're doing stuff. You're doing great. Turn your camera off. You know, that there are just some of these pluses that are really harder to kind of pay out on in real life. And so it's nice that you have both of those options if you need it. Know,
1: yeah, it's yeah, awesome. That's nice. Like, we talked about that with um, the one uh lady I was in class with in Second Life. That she performed, she didn't like performing live in person, but she would go into Second Life and perform. And she had a great voice, it was you know, it was interesting.
2: Yeah, the the worked. skills that you can unlock,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, it's funny. You
0: bring up with Second Life, I know, like, uh, I Pretty sure my wife would go to the jimmy buffett concerts that he had a margaritaville <laughs> in second life oh, and, uh, would go fly in have a seat on a swing and just listen to the, the concert and it was him playing on that other side so that's that's interesting so it just brings back those memories
2: so oh wow that's wild
0: i and the other one is the other one that pops in my head would be um our population our artistic population autistic population um some different students that maybe can't deal when you're there's a pep rally or there's a larger gathering of bodies. Um, not that you would you you would be able to have that piece where they'd be able to watch and be a part of it, but in that virtual world.
2: Yeah, but you would in do a whole school ride
0: or whatever, but that'd be yeah. that'd be interesting, you know. Then they can control that volume but still fit be there, you know, in that in the in the meta, in the metaverse.
2: Yeah. And I also think too, that really helps adults, you know, who are being trained how to help. That really helps widen the understanding of what pro-social engagement can be. We don't have to necessarily shoehorn or force opportunities for engagement when we can be pretty sure it's going to crash and burn. But we can (laughs) still provide that access in a way that's that's meaningful, in a way that makes sense and meets someone, a student or even a teacher, you know, meets them where they are. And that's, that's the, that, that's the meat and potatoes of it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So real quick to throw this up on the screen, cause you mentioned it. I want to make sure we give them the, the shout out, the autocraft.com uh, website and what they have going on here and stuff. So it's really, that's pretty cool stuff. That's neat. They got going. All right. I want to make sure I just do that. And-
2: yeah. Those guys are, they're the wonderful. Thing. They're amazing. And they keep their, um, their community pretty simple too. Be nice and have fun. And those are kind of the rules. Be nice and have fun. And and if not, well, sorry, come back when you can be nice. <laughs> yeah. So
1: It's fairly simple to follow those rules.
2: Well, sure, sure. And Tom, when you're asking, hey, how do we get students in there? I mean, the simpler, you know, the simpler, the, the better. Lots of yeah. opportunities for modeling, you know, too. So if teachers are already in those places and they can kind of model that a little bit. That's awesome
0: very cool why well, I, I i truly nice. appreciate you being here um i definitely a Dom. Um, we could have done this without her you know what i'm saying like
2: and had to bring <laughs> in the big gun for this one let yep. me tell you thank wow. you for letting me be your first guest of 2023
1: we appreciate so, you being here because i had a bunch of like google scholar articles i was trying to read through and it had been like a uh, ben stein in in a uh, fat was fast time or Bueller. Oh, yeah. yeah. and then the next up. step do you understand step two <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen on the 25th yeah, just kidding just yeah. kidding just kidding he was
0: reaching out to the ai to come up with the questions for you it was a really scary moment <laughs> he was having some meltdowns it's okay yes. so, um, the yeah expertise was about ready to come out that would have been interesting so
2: yeah, yeah. And, well, no, you know, but, and and it, for those that are coming bring your questions too even the hard ones like is it safe for my students to use? Like, bring those questions. These are questions we want to talk about and we want to answer with you because the answer will be different for everyone. That's okay. That's why, as technology integration specialists, you know, that's why we have so many options and so many choices. You don't need to learn them all, but isn't it good to know there might be one or two that's good for you?
0: Mm. Yeah. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, thank you. I, I truly appreciate. It. So, thank you just got at. Barbarification is the Twitter handle. Uh, Would you? Is there any? I guess uh, your Pact email address. I believe you would have. We can put up on the screen later if they need to reach out to you there.
2: Oh, absolutely. And
0: um, yeah, so that's awesome. So thank you, thank you so much. We really appreciate you spending the time with us and and the listeners and and helping uh, make Dom and I feel smarter. Yeah,
1: we learned. I learned a lot. I can't vouch for Verno because, yeah. (laughs)
2: he, never he, he does, uses he he, never uses,
1: uh, he uses bricks for computers so
2: oh well thank you guys i appreciate you having me on and i appreciate you giving <laughs> something new a try
0: oh, that's awesome thank you thank, thank you thank you very much all right well like i said unfortunately speaking of being smarter don forgot to get the m m's and so the oh, virtual the virtual green rooms kind of empty right now i got
1: them but i ate them that was that's my right. that was oh. the Sorry, that was the problem.
0: problem i forgot I, was, I wasn't gonna tell everybody about your no, M&M, well, no inability to stop yourself from eating them all.
1: This is our second show of the night because we had a really good show before we actually started the show. That's true. It we just should, has so much information. Check check out the presentation, the webinar next Wednesday.
0: Yes, yes. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy that. Is the weather good in Florida? We always talk about our weather here. Ooh,
2: it's a little chilly. It's about sixty-two degrees. You see, <laughs> I'm gonna put on my turtleneck later. <laughs>
1: Uh, now, you hold that get you thrown out of autocraft. Auto
2: <laughs> Be you nice or leave. <laughs> <That fits>. Yes,
0: <laughs> all right. Have a great evening. Take care. Okay. Jess. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Thanks. Right, oh, amazing! Good stuff.
1: That was, a lot of yeah, that was a there. great cool. episode. Yeah, I and we're you, not done.
0: You know, I, I would say, yeah, uh, we were hitting like the 40 minute mark. I'm like, okay, this. There's still steam. We're rolling. Like, yeah. It's good. It's good. So I guess we should just kick it right into our tech notes. What do you think? I think that would work. All right, brother. Here we go. Here we go. All right, man, let's let you kick it off tonight. All right, for
1: this Tech Notes, I am going to the dark side. I'm going to stick with the – yes, I see the look on your face. We are going okay. into the realm of math and science.
0: Ah, math and science.
1: Right. Oh, it is expi.com. E-X-P-I-I. It is a free website. It is based upon the Pennsylvania State Standards. It is free help for students, educators, parents. You can sign up. If you sign up for an account and log in, it tracks your work. You can build upon your work. If you don't want to sign in and log up, you can go in and just search topics. But it doesn't save what you've done in the past. Um, Let me go back here into my notes because there's a lot. I actually had this up for the last time. Um, It is... It's created by um, Po Shen Lo. He is a Carnegie Mellon professor. He's also, I never knew this existed. Um, He is the coach of the United States math team. They won, uh, he's the first team, he coached the first team to ever win a gold medal in international mathematics competitions. So he's a local guy. I've met him in person. He's a fantastic person. Met him at uh, Tretzi, our local or regional ed tech conference here in Pittsburgh. He's a teacher down at Carnegie Mellon. He's a math coach. He set this up. It's free. He intends to keep it free to help people out because, as we talked earlier, you you do have, in education, limited funding. So this is a way to help people out. It covers pre-algebra, algebra algebra 1. And biology they're all based on the um, pennsylvania state standards and they're working out on a number of other subjects developing it based on the standards to help students you can go in um as a parent we've had students in our our school go look it up and go in to get help on the different subjects it's a great resource um you know and i've used it with my daughter was younger when she was working on things i'm, like, I'm not certain so i would go in and give myself refresher courses an X By to work on things just because it's been 30, 40 years (laughs) since I've done some of these math problems. So it's, you know, need a refresher myself once in a while, but you can go in and check it out. It's a great resource. Um, Good team of educators and and it's a Pennsylvania resource locally here in Pittsburgh. So.
0: Nice. That's good stuff.
1: All right.
0: We'll go tech note number two. Uh, So, I love, uh, you know, watching my or reading my blogs. I feel like um, doing a lot online, whether it be on phone, whether it be um, on the computer. I feel like my long form reading has really like, you know, taken a hit. So I don't necessarily dig into the deep dive books or different things, but I'll read those short snippets. Again, mm-hmm. I we talked about Feedly before I pull all these feeds in. I read the different things. I'll kick stuff out to you. I annoy all my friends and text messages and and tweets and in slack and everywhere you know everywhere i could bug people i bug people so one is a, a oldie but a goodie i just wanted to throw out there you know just to just just to be different here reddit you know reddit came out yeah. many 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 moons ago you know and again with everything it's with all the good there's all the bad you know there's a lot of different things on there but you can search up anything i mean when i got when with my new like the fold phone found a reddit channel i was able to research different things we were looking at, you know, using our StreamYard platform that we use for this. Uh-huh. There's a Reddit channel, was able to learn a lot of things. You know, we were looking at how do we make this better? How do we make that better? You could, I mean, the possibilities are, are limitless. There's always somebody out there who's just making a channel, dumping stuff that all these people are coming in and dumping their things in there. So reddit.com, R-E-D-D-I-T dot C-O-M. And again, when you go in, you can set up, I, you know, I, I'm not logged in now. I just have, um just in generically just type in education you can type in technology, uh, anything that you, you know, math, science, you know, mm-hmm. social studies, geography, whatever you want. Um, but really, it's an, a great talk about almost like that open source concept. It's open sourced in the sense that it's all these people that are yeah. generally putting information in there um, and sharing and links out all that that information.
1: It, it's almost like a short form wiki, if you will.
0: Oh well, yeah. Yeah. From back in the day, man. Yeah. Back in the old school. Yeah. So that, that's my tech note. Um, if you have not, or if you've forgotten about it, you know, maybe fall back Dennis. in love with Reddit. Go back in yeah. there to find that different information. Yeah,
1: it is an app on on most uh, platforms for phones too. So and
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, so uh, a lot cool. of good stuff there. Yeah,
2: so you know, uh, cool.
0: you know, as we we're closing out our show here, you know, I'm wrapping my expand your tribe KTI, looking at our. Uh, pre-conference we had a few years ago. Yep, you got your KTI. And uh, we do have a pre-con coming up this year. Uh, How are the steps going, Dom?
1: Doing okay. They're not. I've slacked off a little bit with uh, Tretzi. I'm still getting around 10,000 steps, but I'm not up to the 14,000 that I was. So, Okay. I I, should have gone in, and uh, that was my goal was to check and see what my steps were. Might have to do a little uh, blurb show and and, and, uh, do an update on the race of the regions, but we were, we were in competition. We were hanging tough. I think we only had two or three people, um, from the region doing it. But whenever I updated a week ago, we were close. We were, um, it's not real time. You have to put your, you have to go in and type in your, your data. So we went from like no one had put their data in yet. Once we put our data in, we were up towards the top, but I haven't checked it in a week. Uh, I was okay. we had a call con- like uh tretsy was this week, um, which is a great regional conference out here. A lot of uh KTIs and a lot of PACT members were there, some new ones, some old blasts from the past, old friends I connected with. So we hung out there. Then we did a little uh post post meetup at Top Golf, went and hit some golf balls and Hung out and kind of decompressed about the day there. Great, great conference. Looking forward to next year's. We have two more conferences coming up this year. And actually even a third. um, We're working with Western Pennsylvania teachers of English and language arts. uh, To do a regional conference out this way for the Western part of the state and anyone from the Eastern part of the state that would like to come out. So there's a lot going on. And. And. We just kind of decompress, bounce ideas around and go from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So as you look like, so that January 25th, that's the immersive learning design. So yes. it's a little different change of name. <clears throat> that's what's going on that Jesse was talking about. So that's going to be awesome. I got to get myself signed up for that. And then February, how sweet it is. We got Pete and C at Kalahari in the in the Pocono area. Um, at Pete and C, we will have a, a PAECT meetup. Um, I believe. That there's going to be different meet and greets throughout the week from regional directors to meet up with different members of the organization so a lot of great stuff going on there mm-hmm. um, february 21st heat up your assessment game virtual workshop hosted by the northeast and then south central's got a passionate about pete virtual event kind of like closing out pete you know those who were there those who wanted to be there all talking sharing um giving that information so an exciting docket of things coming
1: There is the book study um, Going on right now too Just started this week You don't have to attend every session In fact the book study is going to be Next week it's going to be from 8 to 9 It's going to be after the immersive learning session Uh, Okay To spill the beans Richard Collada The author of the book we are studying He will be attending the book study Nice So we have the author and he's also CEO of ISTE He will be there live virtually talking about the book. So that's something good. And the nice thing I like about the book studies, I know there's two more books people want to have, um, book studies going on after this. The book studies, you don't have to attend every session. If you're not comfortable going in and talking about it, you can still hang out and lurk. It's a great way to get information, great way to get ideas and connect. As we were talking with the immersive learning, you know, we defer to somebody who knew what they were talking about because that's frankly it's intimidating to me because it's just something for hard for me to get my head wrapped around Mm -hmm. um and that's what Pact is about is getting people in the room and you don't you you don't have to speak to participate you can kind of sit back take it in comment on the side you know you don't have to be in front of um the room all the time so yeah definitely almost like
0: almost like that ed Camp concept right yes the room is the room right Yes, awesome. Well, this has been an unbelievable show. A lot of awesome stuff going on. So I truly appreciate it. Our next tea pod will be post Pete and C. Uh, we didn't have the well, actually. Up, but... Oh, go live oh, from. That's right. Oh my word.
1: <laughs> totally
0: blanking on that one, Dom. We're I know. Like...
1: Live from Pete live. and C. Yeah.
0: Gosh, do we have? Do you have the date and time for that? I'm blanking on it. I I'm have
1: blanking it right on it too. I got to pull All it right. up.
0: We'll, we could push, push that out, but make sure that you're doing that. And while we're looking up that information, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors for sponsoring PACT and also the PACT Pod. PACT and the PACT Pod would like to take this opportunity to say thank you to our corporate council sponsors. Thank you to ClassLink, MaxCases, GoGuardian, and Bloom. Thank you to Sam Labs, DRC, and EduSpire. We appreciate all these organizations partnering with PACT to help us to advance the education technology in Pennsylvania, which in essence helps students. We look. Forward to seeing you at Pete and C 2023. Thank you so much to the listeners. The ACT is a phenomenal organization because our members are amazing. All right. I can't emphasize that last line enough, right? Yeah. We're as good as our members, and our members are amazing. All right. You pull that up, Dom?
1: Yep. We are. Tuesday, February 14th, 2023, from 10.30 a.m. to 11.20 a.m. Creation to creation, podcasting in your class. So we will be
0: Tuesday, February 14th. All right, a little Valentine's Day action for the pod. So make sure if you're able to, if you're not attending, if you're able to pop on there. I know a lot of the teachers are going to be in class, but feel free to put any comments, post things, email us with different thoughts that you have. Um, where, where do you like to uh, pull your information? where how are you using podcasts in the classroom? We're going to give you our thoughts. We'd love to get your thoughts. So that's amazing. Yes.
1: And, you know, follow us on Twitter, uh, PACT pod. And, you know, we also have at D Salvucci at E underscore Verno at PACT of at SWPACT. All the regions have their own Twitter handles. Follow us, get information about what's going on in our regions and around the state and around the globe. So, yeah,
0: most definitely. So, we truly appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate Jess being our first guest of 2023 and all the guests that we've had. And, uh, you know, we truly appreciate everybody listening and, and sticking with us. So, ladies and yes. gentlemen, you've uh, listened to the PACT Pod, the voice of EdTech, Pennsylvania, and beyond. Have a lovely evening. Enjoy the rest of your week.
1: Have a good night, everybody. Catch you from Pete and C.